Hey, thank you so much for joining High Point Church's podcast. We're so glad that we're able to impact your week in any way, shape, or form. So thank you for joining us. Let's check in on this week's message. Spirit of the living God, we want to thank you again for gathering us into this place. Thank you for your good hand over High Point Church. And Lord, we thank you because of your presence that is so rich in this place. And Lord, we ask that this morning you will speak to us in the way that we will understand. Help us to live the surrendered life totally and absolutely for you. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to start by thanking Pastor Rich for this opportunity to share with us this morning. I do not take it lightly. It's always um, an honor and a sacred privilege to speak to God's people. And I trust that the Lord will speak to us his mind this morning in Jesus' precious name. Um, While thinking of what I will share, I believe God put this message for us in my heart this in my heart this morning, titled Second Mile Service. I heard this term some time ago when we were still working in the office. Pastor um, Keith then, you know, had been working in um, Chick-fil-A. And he, he said that one of their cardinal principles that they stand by is that they are committed to second-mile service. And it's based on the scriptures. And I just want us to look at Matthew chapter 5, verse 41. And I'll be reading from the message translation. It says, And if anyone takes unfair advantage of you, use the occasion to practice the servant life. Let me say it again. Say, if anyone takes unfair advantage of you, use that occasion to practice the servant life. The King James says, if anybody compels you to go a mile, go a second. The word compel is actually a military term because in that in, in the age and, you know, that, that scenario that Jesus lived, because this, this was Jesus talking here, was when they were under the oppression of the Roman soldiers. And Jesus actually meant that if you are oppressed to do something, don't resist. Do it, but do extra. That's where it comes from. Do it and do extra. And so today we'll be looking at what the second mile service actually means to us as believers today. Because I believe this, was, this is the heart of Jesus for us as believers. It, it was one of his messages, in fact, one of his most popular sermons, which is known as the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 5 to chapter 7, where Jesus mentioned this. You know, it was also in this context, he mentioned if somebody hits you on one cheek, turn the left. He came with a radical, you know, stand. It, it was different from what they had heard before. And again, this was another radical stand, like, you know, a, 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 
a, a, a shift in their ideology. It says, if anyone takes unfair advantage of you, use the occasion to practice the servant life. You know, it's easy to serve if people respect us, if people appreciate us, if people love us, if people accept us. You know, it's easy to serve. But Jesus is saying, when we are not respected, when we are not appreciated, when we are looked down at, that is the time to serve. And not just serve. Go the second mile. And that's what we'll be looking at this morning. I believe that this type of service is Christ's model of service. That's the kind of service that Jesus came to model on earth. And if we are Christians, then we ought to be Christ-like. Act the way he acts. Serve in the way he serves. That's, I believe, that's what Jesus expects from each and every one of us. I believe it is service that goes beyond our physical strength. Yes, we need to serve with our strength, but beyond our strength. It is service that goes even beyond our emotions. Because if we are not respected emotionally, we are not stable enough to serve. But Christ is saying, when we are looked down at, when we are insulted, still serve. Still serve. And not just serve, serve the best way you can serve. So service that goes beyond our strength, service that goes even beyond our emotions, I believe that is what Christ is, expects from us. You know, Jesus said, if we love only those who love us, how are we different from the sinners or the publicans, as he said it? How are we different? Because that's normal. I mean, if you don't love people that love you, then you're abnormal. Is that not true? But he's saying, love people even when they do not love you. Serve even when you're not appreciated. You know, serve even when you're not even paid. You know, you know, I mean, here in America, I mean, it's a great place, great country. We've been here now for one year and about eight months now. It's a wonderful place. We're enjoying it. But as I was remembering this message, I, I began to reflect on my country. I remember when I started, you know, serving, I mean, working and left school and started working. The first three months I was paid, then for eight months straight, no pay. But we were going to the office every day. I mean, that's the kind of scenario a lot of us back there in Nigeria experience. People go to work even when, I mean, people could, I mean, a lot of bosses just get away with it. I was, I was blessed that after eight months, they paid us the whole cumulative, and that made a lot of difference because it was just one month to my marriage, so I had enough money for the marriage. <laughs> you know, you know but, but that's the scenario back there. You know, so, so, I mean, service that goes beyond our strength, even beyond our emotions, you know, in 2 Corinthians 5, 13 to 14, this was Paul speaking. He says, if I acted crazy, I did it for God. If I acted overly serious, I did it for you. Do we act crazy at times? I mean, are we, are we ready to go do what is abnormal just for the sake of the kingdom? That's the way, that's the way Jesus, I mean, they thought that John the Baptist was a madman. That's what they called him. Because 
He lived perpetually in the wilderness because that was his calling. You know, he said, if I acted crazy, I did it for God. If I acted over seriously, I did it for you. Christ's love has moved me to such extremes. His love has the first and last word in everything we do. Second mile service requires that the love of God has the first word and the last say in everything we do. Are we moved by his love? I mean, do we, do, do, do we serve in love? Or we just serve because it's convenient? We serve because the conditions of service are good? Why do we serve? You know, so it says, if I acted crazy, I did it for God. If I acted over serious, I did it for you. Christ's love has moved me to such extremes. And I believe that's a demand, especially in these last days. God wants us to go to certain extremes just to serve people. One of the missions of High Point Church is loving God, loving people, you know, loving life. That's one of our calling. We are here on the ridge to express that. I believe that. You know, so, and not just the ordinary kind of love, this kind of service, the second mile service is what I believe God is calling us to do. And 2 Corinthians 5.15, the King James Version, I like the way it puts it. And that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Hallelujah. What a great God we serve. I mean, Jesus paid the ultimate price to murder that life. He gave his life. I mean, I'm sure some of us have watched the movie, what's the name again? Is the Passion, thank you. We've watched, watched I, could, I couldn't even watch the movie. It was too gruesome. It may not have been exactly like that, but I'm sure it was very close to that, or even more than that. That was the pain he had to bear to express the fullness of God's love in his service towards mankind. I don't think that's what God expects for us to do. Jesus has paid that price. But Paul is saying there that if he died for me, if he died for us, then we that live should not live for ourselves again. We owe him second mile service. We shouldn't live for ourselves. Second mile service is not selfish service. It's not self-centered service. It's not service that seeks attention. It's service that is focused on God himself. It's service that draws strength from the very love of God. And when we're talking about the love of God, we're talking about the, um, the agape love of God, the love of God that gives and doesn't really expect anything back. You know, there's a scripture that always touches me. And it's, that scripture says, says that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And the way I understand that is that he died for us even though he wasn't sure we would respond to give our lives to him. That's when he died. He paid the price when there was no promise from, our, from us saying, look, Jesus, if you die for me, I will give my life to you. There was no, con it was unconditional love. And that's the kind of love that propels second mile service. Deep-rooted 
in God's very own love. This is serving involuntary, but yet heartily. Serving involuntary. You know, a lot of us, you know, it's easy to, oh, how many volunteer? Volunteer. I'm not saying, I don't have anything wrong. There's nothing wrong in volunteering. That's excellent. But there's some times that it's not convenient to serve. Will you serve then? When it's not easy to serve, will you serve then? It's easy to, you know, you know, people, you know, a lot of people join the army, they can join the army, you know, when there's no war. It's easy, but would you be willing to join the army when there's war? When you know that anything, uh, just at one strike, your life is gone. I've joined the army. It's easy to join them. There's no war, no serious war, you know. But when there is war, will you give up? At that time, nobody is not, you don't volunteer. It's, they just pick you. Once you're 18 and above, is that not true in this country? You're constricted. <laughs> Straight, you go. Involuntary. But when we serve involuntary, will we do it heartily as unto God? That is from the heart, motivated by love. That's what, you know, Christ expects from us. You know, I've never been worked in co directly in customer service until when I came into this country and I had to work in ring. And I tell you, it's not been easy. Great challenges, I'm afraid. Sometimes you get a call from a neighbor. We, we don't call them customers in ring. We call them neighbors. You get a call from a neighbor and the guy tells you, you're speaking English. And the guy says, give me somebody that can speak English. Are you with me? You know, somebody does. And you, you know that a guy is hitting you because of your accent. And you just want to get furious. Or somebody just says, you don't know what you're doing. Or, or shout, give me your supervisor. You know? And you have to. <sighs> you know what I'm talking about? Because what you're saying out is not what is running in your heart. You feel like just giving him, you see, and just cut the line on him. But. One of the demands of service is that at that very point, we are expected to give them quality service, to do our due diligence to give quality service. You know, and it kinds of pains me in a way that I, I'm learning second mile service from like a circular organization, when we could have learned it from within the church. That should be the home of Second Mile Service. When Pastor Keith was sharing with me, he learned it when he went out to Chick-fil-A. Well, Chick-fil-A is a Christian organization, praise God, but it's, they don't flaunt it, or well, even if they flaunt it, they still, it's still people work for pay, they don't pray like they do church and service like that. It's, it's a fast food joint, one of the biggest and largest in the United States. In fact, one of the things that makes them stand out is this second mile service. I remember Pastor Keith mentioned something to me. He said he, there was an incident of a lady that came and her car couldn't start. Couldn't start at all. You know, and his duty, when you come to a fast food joint, is, is it the duty of the waiters there to take care of your car? It's not their responsibility. They give you your food and you go. But he went out of his line of duty, got like, um, what do you call it, this, yeah, jumper cables in the rain and got a car starting. 
And she was so grateful. And she's been coming to that particular um, um, restaurant every time she passes through. And that's what Second Man Service is about. What have we done to keep these doors open? What are we doing to ensure that people come in and they don't go back again? What are we doing to ensure that this is home for people out there? Because actually out there is very rough, I must tell you. Out there is very rough. People are looking for home. People are looking for love. People are looking for care. You know, it's been said that people don't want to know how much you know until they know how much you care. And I like to put it a little bit differently, that people don't even care how much you know as long as they know that you care. Is that not true? They don't want to, I mean, if, for instance, like, I mean, we've, I remember when we, were, when we started working ring, we do this, what they call side by side. So there was this, um, one of the agents, their colleagues at work, she advised me, because I was on a call, I just saw that she was just talking, she said, look, this work is like a cancer. Because the person who called in was an elderly lady, and all she needed was somebody to just listen to her issues <laughs> for five minutes. And it made a difference, because the problem was so small, but... People just want people with listening ears. And I believe that when we go out of our way to listen to people and show care, that's what Second Mile Service is about. It is serving, sorry, it's serving when, serving involuntary but yet heartily. In Luke twenty-two forty-two, Jesus said, I mean, it was said, I mean, it was said about you, he pulled away from them about a stone's throw, knelt down and prayed, Father, remove this cup from me. But please, not what I want. This was one of the last prayers of Jesus when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane. And he saw, I believe, he began to recognize the enormity of the price he was to pay to die on the cross. It's a gruesome death. And it's, I, I believe the weight was getting on him. And he began to pray and say, Lord, if it's your will, let this cup pass. But he said, Lord, not what I want but what you want. That means at times, second mile service is not all the time what we really want to do, but what God wants us to do. Have you asked yourself this morning, what does God want me to do that I don't really want to do? Because there are things, there are some time to, there are times to time in our life that God would demand from us to do things that we don't really want to do. Like for Christ, he said, Lord, not what I want. You know, because he really didn't want at that point to go to the cross. But he said, not what I want. That's the heart of someone who is committed to serving, um, to second mile service. It is serving when it is not convenient. And then John 13, 3 to 4 says, Jesus knew that the Father had put him in complete charge of everything. Then he came from God and was on his way back to God. This was Jesus, was on his way back to God. So he got up from the supper table, set aside his robe and put on an apron. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the feet of the disciples, drying them with his apron. This is Jesus the master of the disciples. 
the Lord, the one that he saw have done great miracles. I, I tell myself, if I just did one of the miracles of Christ, maybe <laughs> I'll carry titles. Let me just heal one blind man. He did it everywhere he went. Miracles, healings. He multiplied bread. He was everything to these disciples. But one of the last actions he took, the Bible says he took off his robe. I believe that is symbolic for his authority, his status. And he put on an apron, which is symbolic for service. And he's, not only did he put on serv a servant heart, he stooped low and began to wash the feet of his disciples. Now, in that part of the world, washing feet is an, an assignment only for slaves. Jesus said, look, I'm not, I mean, second mile service is, goes beyond just serving. It goes stooping low to be a slave to others. You know, it's a word we don't want to hear again. We want to abolish slaves. Yeah, we should abolish you. No more slaves. But second mile service at times de 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 demands that we become slaves unto others because we do things that we don't really want to do, but we are forced to do it heartily because slaves don't serve out of, they don't serve voluntarily. They were taken away from their country. Some of them didn't even know where they were going and they served in, whether they like it, in sickness, in pain, they served. That's what slaves are. They have no say and they serve for nothing. So, that's what Jesus did. Stooped low and began to wash the feet of his disciples. I'd like to read another scripture, even though I didn't put it up because it's quite long, but I, for the sake of this word this morning, it's Philippians 2, 5 to 8. still the message translation. It says, Think of yourselves the way Christ Jesus thought of himself. He had equal status with God, but didn't think so much of himself that he had to cling to the advantages of that status no matter what. Not at all. When the time came, he set aside the privileges of deity and took on the status of a slave, became human. Having become human, he stayed human. It was an incredibly humbling process. He didn't claim special privileges. Instead, he lived a selfless, obedient life and then died a selfless, obedient death. And the worst kind of death at that, a crucifixion. That's, second, and that's Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 to 8. Talking of Jesus, our model for second mile service. It's serving with deep humility. That's the kind of service God expects from us. Serving from the heart with humility. Whether it's in church, whether it's out on the streets, whether it's at work, whether it's in the school, on campus, serving with deep humility. Putting your status aside and serving, rolling our sleeves up and serving, putting on the apron like Jesus did and serve. Matthew 5, 43 to 47 says, you are familiar with the old written law, love your friend, and it's written, uh, and it's unwritten companion. Hate your enemy. I'm challenging that. 
I'm telling you to love your enemies. Let them bring out the best in you, not the worst. You know, sometimes we allow our enemies to bring out the worst in us. But Jesus turned, flipped the coin. He said, let our enemies bring out the best in us. What a life. What a demand. What a challenge. When someone gives you a hard time, respond with the energies of prayer. For then, you are working out of your true selves, your God-created selves. This is what God does. He gives the best the sun, sorry, the best the sun to warm and the rain to nourish to everyone regardless. The good and the bad, the nice and the nasty. If all you do is love the lovable, do you expect a bonus? Anybody can do that. If you simply say hello to those who greet you, do you expect a medal? Any run-of-the-mill sinner does that. Is that not true? Anybody can do that. And we're not anybody. We're God's special people. We are peculiar people. That's what the Bible says. That's what the Word of God says. Second mile service is serving people who hate us with love, loving the unlovable. You know, and sorry, I have a lot of scriptures today. Colossians 3, 22, 24 says, Servants, do what you are told by your earthly masters and don't just do the minimum that will get you by do your best. Work from the heart for your real master, for God, confident that you will be paid in full when you come into your inheritance. Keep in mind always that the ultimate master you are serving is Christ. Amen. The second master is serving God in, in mind as we serve others. Serving God in mind as we serve others. Somebody who is committed to second mile service knows that whatever he's doing, he's doing it to God, not to man. Not to the CEO of your company. Not to the President of the United States. Not to the pastor of High Point Church. It's unto God. That's whom we serve. Whatever we do is unto God. You know, one time I was ministering and I didn't know when I said it that, yeah, God is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. But before he's the rewarder, he's first a recorder. He records before he rewards. He records everything we do. And he's watching us. He's watching us. And you know, there are examples in history of people who have shown second mile service. I'm going to flip some pictures, and I'm sure we are familiar with some of them. You know, some of them who have shown second mile service, you know, in excellence, passion, effectively, and, God, and in godliness. We see here Abraham Lincoln. I'm sure we know him. You know, that's someone who went beyond the normal political stand. I mean, a politician. I mean, I mean, his name is engraved in the history of this country. A great man of God for that matter. We have Mother Teresa. I'm sure we know her. Great Catholic nun in Calcutta in India. One of the poorest areas in the world. She served almost her lifetime in those areas poured out her life in the poorest, I mean, in the, I know when I went to India for the first and only time, I used to think, you know, Africa was poor, Nigeria was very poor, and things like that, but I landed in Bombay, and I saw poverty. I mean, in the night, people literally just bring out their mats, and they line the street, major streets, I'm talking like rich now, 
and they just bring out their mats and sleep. Poverty at its height. And that's not even Calcutta. That's Mumbai, one of the business cities in India. But here, this was a woman given and surrendered her whole life. When they, beyond the normal, dedicated her life to that area, to the poor, the less privileged. Then we have one of the great um, heroes of this nation, Martin Luther King Jr., who literally laid down his life for a cause. Went the extra mile. He didn't have to. He, he, he would have lived a comfortable life as a pastor of a church, and of a large church for that matter. But something pushed him beyond the line to go the extra mile. Caught his life in the prime, but what he did still speaks today. And I'm sure we have a lot of names of people. And I believe that God wants us to join the league of people that, have, that are living or are serving you know, their lives, going the extra mile, doing the second mile service. I have a short video clip I want to show. You know, I, I took a flight once. I was m traveling from, that was from Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, to Singapore. Singapore is one of the greatest nations. It's a one-city nation. It's fantastic. You know, I've never seen a place like that before. It's like, you know, you are, everything is a model. It's clean, one of the cleanest cities in the world. You know, and a country that moved from third world to first world. So I, I flew Singaporean airlines and... One of their um, motors or strong tenants is second mile service. And just, let's just look at it briefly and, you know, uh, can we just have that clip? Man, you know, again, it pains that we learn these things from the world. But Jesus said that the children of this world are wiser than the children of light in their generation. I mean, look at them. It says, service from the heart. You know, doing the extra and seeing it as ordinary, that's second mile service. Doing the extra and seeing it as ordinary. I believe this is what God is calling us. It's time, church. To up our game. You know, it's time. High Point Church, let's make second mile service one of our high points. You know, let, let, it, let it be what people see in us. Every time they walk through this door. Like that lady said, you know, th they want the flights, the Singapore Airlines to be like home. So that anytime you're looking forward to your next experience on that flight. And that's what it ought to be. People should come around us and want to be around us should 
We should leave good tastes when people meet us. We should remind people of Christ. The church at Antioch were called Christians because people saw them and saw Christ-like attitude in their lives. Do people see that in us? That's what God is calling us to do. And at this point, can the worship and band please come up? You know, I believe that this is what Christ has called us to do, to, to, to live our lives. And, and if you can take surrender again, I appreciate that. It says, you know, high point, it's time to go the extra mile. And I believe that, I think that's what Pastor Rich has been trying to push us into when he says all in. It's service that is what all in, you know. When our spirits, our bodies, our mind is all involved, you know. You know, sometimes our hands are involved, but our hearts are not involved. It's time that our hearts and our hands are involved. The Bible says when we put our hands on the plow and looking back, that's when we are fit for the kingdom. Let's just rise on our feet even as the world. Thanks for joining the High Point Church Podcast. We're so glad that this message has been able to bless people near and far. If this message has blessed you today, you can head over to hpcgiving.com to make a donation and to support us. Thank you so much. Have a great week.